It was not a, a usual birth. It was in a stable, in a place where cattle were. And so tonight, as we celebrate the beginning of the story, it's important for us also to remember the end of the story. That after Jesus was born, he also died for us. So we invite you to join with us in communion tonight. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem and found no room, so Jesus went to Galilee, to Jerusalem, and was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable, Jesus was born. So by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, O Lord. You delivered us from slavery of sin and death and make us with a new covenant by water and spirit. As your word became flesh, born of a woman, on that night long, not, not on that night so long ago, so on the night in which he gave up himself for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks. He broke the bread. Gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, when supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, O Lord. He gave it to his disciples. He said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the holy blood and body of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. We pray this in the name of Jesus, whose birth we celebrate tonight, and whose sacrifice, death, burial, and resurrection we remember in this sacrament, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion. You are all welcome at the Lord's table. I think this is the second time in my ministry career that I've actually gotten to do this, and it's always a privilege and honor to get to talk on what is one of the most important nights in the church calendar. And as we go and prepare for this, let us pray. Amazing Lord, we just thank you for this beautiful night that you've given us, for the candlelights, for the Christmas trees, for all the people who are here, for families, friends, most importantly, Lord, for your son which you gave us as a gift. I pray that for the next few moments as I just share the message that you've laid on my heart, that you would just speak to us and you will move me from this place. And the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart may be pleasing to you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Ms. Thompson was a fifth grade school teacher. 
who every year the first day of school would start her class by saying to her students, boys and girls, I love you all the same. I have no favorites. Of course, she wasn't being completely truthful. Teachers do have their favorites, and the reality is some teachers have students they just don't care for. Sitting in the front row, slumped in a seat, Teddy Stoddard was one of those students. Miss Thompson had watched Teddy the year before and noticed that he didn't play well with the other children. He didn't seem interested in school. He wore a straight, blank expression on his face, and his eyes were glassy and unfocused. When she spoke to Teddy, he merely shrugged his shoulders. His clothes were messy, his hair uncombed, and he often needed a bath. He wasn't an attractive boy, and he certainly wasn't likable. It got to the point that when Miss Thompson marked Teddy's papers, she would take delight in putting X's next to the wrong answers. When she put the F's at the top of his paper, she did it with flair. At the school where Miss Thompson taught, she was required to review each child's past records, and she put Teddy's off until the last. When she finally reviewed the records, she was in for a surprise. Here's what she discovered. His first grade teacher wrote, Teddy is a bright child with a ready laugh. He does his work neatly and with good manners. Teddy shows promise with his work and attitude. He is such a joy to be around. His second grade teacher wrote, Teddy is an excellent student, and he is well-liked by his classmates. However, Teddy is troubled because his mother has a terminal illness, and life at home must be a struggle. His third grade teacher wrote, Teddy is a good boy, but is much too serious. His mother's death has been hard on him. He tries to do his best, but his father shows little interest, and his home life will be a problem for him if some serious steps aren't taken soon. Teddy's fourth grade teacher wrote, Teddy is withdrawn and doesn't show much interest in school. He doesn't have many friends and sometimes sleeps in class. He is often tardy and his behavior has become a problem. After reviewing Teddy's records, Miss Thompson started to understand why Teddy was like he was. Not long after Christmas time, the boys and girls in Miss Thompson's class brought her presents. They piled them on her desk and crowded around to watch her open them. Among the beautifully wrapped gifts was one from Teddy Stoddard. She was surprised that he had bought her a present. Teddy's gift was wrapped in heavy brown paper that he had gotten from a grocery bag and held together with scotch tape. And on the paper was simply written these words, For Miss Thompson, from Teddy. When she finally came to Teddy's present and opened it, out fell a gaudy rhinestone bracelet with half the stones missing and a half-empty bottle of cheap perfume. The other boys and girls began to giggle and to smirk at Teddy's gifts, but Miss Thompson at least had enough sense to silence him by immediately putting on the bracelet and dotting some of the perfume on her wrist. Holding her wrist up to the other students, she said, Doesn't it smell lovely? Taking the cue from their teacher, the boys and girls agreed with oohs and ahs. When class was over and the other children had left, Teddy lingered behind. He slowly came over to her desk and softly said, Miss Thompson, Miss Thompson, today you smell just like my mother used to. 
and reminds me of our last Christmas together and her bracelet looks real pretty on you too. I'm glad you liked my presence. When Teddy left, Miss Thompson got down on her knees and asked God to forgive her. When the children returned from Christmas break, they were welcomed by a new teacher. Miss Thompson had become a changed person. She was no longer just a teacher. She had become a different person inside. She was no longer just a teacher. She had become an agent of God, committed to loving her children and doing for them things that would live on long after her. She helped all the, t- all the children, but especially those who struggled, and specifically Teddy Stoddard. By the end of that school year, Teddy showed dramatic improvement. He caught up with most of the students in his class and even passed some of them. And despite Miss Thompson's small white lie that she would tell all the children at the beginning of school that she loved them all the same, Teddy became one of the teacher's pets. At the end of the school year, Teddy slipped a note under Miss Thompson's door that read, You are the best teacher ever. Miss Thompson didn't hear for Teddy for seven years. Then one day she received a note. Dear Miss Thompson, I wanted you to be the first to know. I will be graduating second in my high school senior class, and you're still the best teacher I've ever had. Love, Teddy Stoddard. Four years later, another note came. Dear Miss Thompson, they just told me I will be graduating first in my class and with honors. I wanted you to be the first to know. College has not been easy, but I've had a good four years. You're the best teacher ever. Love, Teddy Stoddard. And four years later, dear Miss Thompson, as of today, I am Theodore F. Stoddard, M.D. How about that? I wanted you to be the first to know, and by the way, you are the greatest teacher ever. Love, Teddy. A few months later, Miss Thompson received a final letter from Teddy that said, I'm getting married next month, the 27th to be exact. I wanted you to come and sit in the place that is reserved for the mother of the groom. You're the only family I have now. Dad died last year. Love, Teddy Stoddard. Miss Thompson went to that wedding and sat where Teddy's mother would have sat wearing that rhinestone bracelet and perfume that Teddy had given her years before that his mother wore on their last Christmas together. After the ceremony, Teddy and Miss Stoddard or Teddy and Mrs. Thompson embraced, and Dr. Stoddard whispered in Mrs. Thompson's ear, Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for making me feel important and showing me what a difference I could make. When I first read the story of Teddy Stoddard and Miss Thompson and then watched a video depicting the story, I found myself in tears. What a great story of one person making a, a change in so many lives. Teddy Stoddard not only changed the life of Mrs. Thompson, but also of all those other students in his class and all the future students who would have Mrs. Thompson. And as a doctor, he could help so many people. So I began to do research. I I had to find out more about this Teddy Stoddard to find out what kind of impact he made. I mean, surely he cured some disease or won a Nobel Peace Prize or became one of the greatest doctors in history, right? Well, as I searched, what I discovered was that this story was simply fiction. A story created by a writer back in 1976. I went from being moved beyond words to complete disappointment. I felt deflated. How could this story not be true? It had to be true. As I processed the fact that someone else had created this story, I began to think of how some of Jesus' greatest teaching times were through the use of parables, such as the prodigal son and the good Samaritan. 
these earthly stories where Jesus used to teach heavenly principles. So I begin to consider what heavenly principles we could learn from the Teddy Stoddard story. The first is the entire Teddy Stoddard story centered around a Christmas gift and how one gift brought perspective to a teacher and that result was a change. Perhaps this Christmas you need a change. Perhaps this Christmas you need a change in perspective. This is the primary message of Christmas and that scripture that we read together earlier. That God gave us a gift, a Christmas gift, the gift of his son, and that that gift changes things forever. Through Jesus, we can have changed lives. During the Advent season, we talk about hope, joy, peace, and love. Do you come tonight needing hope? Or joy or peace? Did you come this Christmas Eve needing to feel loved? In the story of, Miss, of Teddy Starter, we see each of these. Miss Thompson's belief in Teddy gave him the hope that he had lost. Miss Thompson's belief in Teddy made Teddy believe in himself. We live in a world where hope is sometimes difficult to find. But I am reminded of the words of Jesus in John 10.10 10 that says, I, The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy But I have come that you may have life and life to the fullest. Jesus came so that we can have hope. Not only hope in this world, but hope in eternity. Miss Thompson brought joy to Teddy when she received that Christmas gift. It wasn't the most expensive gift she received that Christmas. It wasn't the most beautiful gift that she received that Christmas. However, it was a gift that came from the heart. In this case, I believe joy would be Defined as contentment. God offers us the gift of joy of contentment through a relationship with him. This doesn't mean that we, life won't be full of challenges. It, mean, does, it means that when we face those challenges in life, we know we can do it alone. We won't do it alone. Because we have God with us. And that gift comes from his heart. And I would say that Miss Thompson gave Teddy peace and love when she showed up at his wedding. The birth of Jesus gives us hope, joy, and peace in the promise that God loved us so much that he gave us the greatest gift ever, the gift of his son, and the opportunity to be part of his family forever. While Miss Thompson did have favorites, the birth of Christ reminds us that God has no favorites. He sent Jesus for all. You know, a lot of times I'm a lot like Teddy Stoddard. My life is messy, I'm not real lovable. But in those moments, God still loves me right where I'm at. The message of Christmas is all who believe in Christ become the children of God. And while there was no room in the end for Jesus, and if we're honest, a lot of times we don't make room for Jesus in our own lives, there is room in eternity for all who trust in Christ. In closing... While the great story of Teddy Stoddard was simply fiction and proven to be the creation of one person's mind, we come here tonight to celebrate the birth of Christ, a fact that has been proven by theological sources as well as secular history. We come here tonight to celebrate the truth, and that truth is that the Christmas story is about family. It's about Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, but more importantly, it's about God's family. And how God sent his son into this world so that we, you and I, could be part of God's family. This Christmas, 
May the love of Christ envelop all of us so that we may be agents of change like Miss Thompson, committed to loving others just as God loves us. May we be the light of Christ. Merry Christmas.